Let's get to uh, housing, the housing uh, prices and the red-hot housing market. New regulations that would give sellers the option to opt out and allow for a more open process when it comes to bidding. Essentially, maybe, perhaps, putting an end to blind bidding. But is this change, as we mentioned off the top, is its bark worse than its bite? Let's ask Mike Schreiner, leader of the Ontario Green Party, who's on the line and joins us now for more on this. Mike, good afternoon. Hey, good afternoon, Jeff. Pleasure to be on. Good to have you with us. Uh, Your thoughts on this. Will this change? Will it truly make a difference when it comes to housing prices, do you think? Well, I think what the Ford government is proposing, no, because they're really kind of pretending to do something that they're not. I mean, if you're going to uh, work with the federal government to ban ban blind bidding, you should just ban it. Um, I'm a big supporter of transparency in pricing. I think markets work better when you have transparency and we have a whole generation of Ontarians wondering if they'll ever be able to afford to own a home. It's so defeating when you're in these bidding wars and you have no idea what the price is, where you stand. So I think truly banning blind bidding uh, would help, but we need far more to actually uh, cool this market off. In particular, we need to start making it easier to increase supply and housing options for buyers. Things like you know having duplexes and triplexes and quadplexes giving people the option around, you know, having tiny homes, actually having the government step up to the plate and work with nonprofit and co-op housing providers to increase supply. Those are a whole range of tools that we need to need to put in place. But uh, having transparency in the marketplace certainly will help. All right. So this is a lot of smoke and mirrors, you believe, on behalf of the government that when it comes to the blind bidding process, I mean, if we're just allowing sellers and their agents to opt out, how many of them will truly? Because obviously it's in their financial interest. I mean, we've seen the housing prices and the prices that homes are going for above and over asking. And obviously that's good for homeowners, good for real estate agents as well who make bigger commissions. Yeah, but unfortunately it's not good for all those young Ontario families who are looking to just find an affordable place to call home. And I think what's so frustrating for me, Jeff, is so the Ford government introduces this regulation, which is, I think you're right, a bunch of smoke and mirrors. They introduced a bill a couple of weeks ago that they said was going to you know, increase housing supply. Actually, a lot of analysts are saying it's actually going to do the opposite and actually even create more red tape. And so I just don't think the premier understands the urgency of the crisis. Like there are so many people, one, look, one looking for an affordable place to buy or rent. And there's a, a whole generation of young people. I mean, my daughter being one of them are just saying like, dad, am I ever going to be able to afford a home? Like we need urgent action now. Smoke and mirrors is not going to solve this crisis. Okay. So what will make homes more affordable immediately, or at least in the short term? Because yes, part of this problem definitely is supply. It's going to take a little while to solve that. That's not going to happen overnight. We can't snap our fingers and build millions of homes immediately. So what needs to be done that would make the most difference almost right away, Mike? Well, one of the immediate things we can do is actually go after this rampant speculation that's happening in the marketplace. I mean, I think it was good that the Ford government did increase the non-resident speculation tax to 20% and applied across the province. But quite frankly, most of the speculators in the market are actually residents. So we need to have a speculation tax that, that targets not only non-residents, but residents, we also have a huge opportunity to look at the number of vacant homes. I mean, having a vacant homes tax, I can't tell you more and more data coming out that people are literally buying homes, leaving them vacant, and then just you know capitalizing on the appreciation of the value of it a year or two. Those are homes that people could be living in right 
now. And so bringing in some of those tax tools would create some market dynamics that could unlock some existing housing uh, availability for people right now. And as part of the problem as well, the people that seem to be in charge or at least, uh, you know, have the balance of power, if you will, right now, uh, they're benefiting from the current system. I mentioned the real estate agents and the uh, home sellers, but at globalnews.ca, we've also uh, had a, a pretty top trending article that says, uh, I think it's upwards of 20%. I don't have it right in front of me, but uh, 20% of MPs right now have investment properties or rental properties uh, as well. So all of those that have got the ability to, to maybe make a change or have been given the ability to make a change are the ones that are benefiting currently from this situation. Well, I... I I don't think the Ford government understands the urgency of the situation at all, Jeff. And, you know, I'm really proud the Ontario Greens, we put out a housing affordability plan uh, a year ago that many have called a masterclass plan in delivering the solutions that we need. We need to address speculation in the housing market. We need to increase supply. And there are some ways that we can can ramp up supply relatively quickly, um, allowing for things like tiny homes, basement apartments, secondary suites, laneway housing, and we also have to have the government get to the table and actually put some money on the table to support nonprofit and co-op housing providers to increase supply as well. There was a time back in the 70s and 80s where, you know, as many as 20% of housing starts were nonprofit co-op housing that, you know, was more affordable for people. And governments got out of that in the 1990s, and the crisis has been getting worse ever since. So we need an all-hands-on-deck. We need the public sector delivering solutions, the private sector delivering solutions and all three levels of government working to speed up approvals. All right, Mike, really appreciate the time with us this afternoon. Thanks, as always. We'll speak again. Absolutely. No, this is a top-of-mind issue, so very relevant topic. Without a doubt. Mike Schreiner is leader of the Ontario Green Party, and we'll get a break, and we're back in a moment here on The Jeff MacArthur Show. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink. 